Welcome back to the podcast, The Secret of a Successful Life Series. In our last episode, David and Anna returned from their wedding trip and started to adjust to married life as newlyweds on the farm. They made the Lord's Church a priority for their lives and committed to spending time together. In this chapter, we will jump ahead a couple years and notice how David and Anna are being a good influence on a young woman we know as Clara. Anna will offer offer many important areas of advice for Clara that will help to direct her life in the important years to come. The title of this chapter is Planning for the Future. Clara, I really appreciate your coming shopping with me today. With little Oscar almost two years old and this new baby a few months away, it is hard to travel by myself. Little Oscar just adores you, as you can see how he is cuddled up asleep beside you now. Anna, I always enjoy going to Des Moines with you on the train. You've taught me so much about traveling, city life, and how to be careful in the big towns. I love spending time with you. It means so much to me that you and David chose to name your firstborn son after Papa. David would have it no other way. He thought the world of your parents. If this new baby is a girl, her first name will be Mary in honor of your mama. My parents would be so pleased. Clara, you're close to 16 now. What do you want to do when you finish high school? Anna, I think Mama and Papa would want me to go to Bible school and look into some way of serving Jesus with my life. That's admirable, but let me be direct on this. Clara, what do you want to do with your life? Anna, I really enjoy teaching Sunday school to the little ones at church. I like to tell children about Jesus. Sometimes at night, I can't get to sleep because there are so many ideas coming into my mind about teaching. There'll be times when a new play or skit comes to mind and I have to write it down. I think that being a full-time teacher for the Lord is something I could do well at. David and I have often visited about how you have a gift with teaching the children at church. Those kids love you, just like little Oscar beside you right now. Have you given any thought to where you might go to Bible school? Preacher John Matthews used to go to the Bible school in Des Moines, but John and Neva have done everything they can to discourage me from going to school there. Clara, why would John and Neva feel that way? John explained that the school has really changed since he went there. When he was a new preacher coming to Cedar Grove every weekend, the school was not very biblically sound then. In class, sometimes... John was made fun of for holding on to biblical teaching. The school has only gotten worse concerning what they believe about the Lord and His Bible. So that's why John and Eva do not want me to go there. They've been telling me about a new school in Cincinnati, Ohio that started a couple years ago. 
From what we've heard, the school has a very strong desire to follow God and His Word. Anna, I would like to check that school out more. Clara, since you own your parents' farm that we rent from you, we know what you make from the farm. It would seem that you should be able to go to about any school you want to go to. That's true, Anna. You might not know that the crooked banker that cheated Papa when he was young gave Grandpa quite a sum of money after my parents died. Papa has invested much of that money in the stock market, and it has grown considerably. You also might not know that I've had people try to talk me into selling the farm on contract for a large sum. I prayed about it and decided that Papa and Mama would like me to keep that farm. I want you and David to keep farming that land as long as you want to. You've been good for me, and I hope that I've helped you get started farming better. Clara, you've been a great help for David and I. David saved his army money and had a good start when he came back from the war. With the setup your grandpa helped us with, we've been in a very good position. David does not like to borrow money and has done well to stay out of debt. God has really blessed us. We enjoy that farm and would like to stay there. If you should ever decide to sell the land, David has said that we should try to buy it from you. So if you change your mind, let us know. Anna, that farm brings in an income each year above the expenses. Someday that income may come in very handy for my future, so I want to keep it. Besides, it reminds me of Papa and Mama, and somehow they still seem part of my life that way. While Oscar's still asleep and not running up and down the railroad car, there's something else I've wanted to visit with you about. You're getting to the age where boys and even grown men will be noticing you more. Clara, you're like a sister to me, a sister I never had. So I want to share what is on my heart, and please don't take this as prying on my part. Clara, do you remember the first time I met you? Yes, that was the time your family came out to visit on the 4th of July. David was so nervous, he had come over to see Grandma and wanted to make sure the house was spotless for you. That is interesting to know. What I remember is that you grabbed me by the hand to show me those kittens out in the barn. You told me how David became your hero by saving some kittens a few summers before that. Do you know how David became my hero? I don't think I ever heard that story, Anna. When your grandpa and David came to Chicago the first time to sell cattle, they stopped by our apartment to visit. Your grandpa Ralph suggested that David and I go to the store together to buy extra groceries for the evening meal. At first, I thought David was the dumbest farmer I had ever met. Now, Clara, don't get upset. I don't feel that way anymore. David had never talked with girls much and was very shy. So when we got back, I whispered to my mother out in the kitchen how I felt about David. Mama then told me that David had saved my brother's life on the battlefield in France. Suddenly, that changed everything 
about how I felt about David. No, I had not fallen in love with him yet, but I certainly appreciated what he did for my family, and I soon grew to love him for who he is and love him even more now. Anna, I have to tell you that at first I was a little jealous about you. I thought you were going to take my David away from me, but you have been very good to him. I love you both like family. Clara, we love you like a sister. This is why I want to tell you some things about life. You see, when David and I got married, we were both virgins. We kept ourselves pure for the one we would marry and waited until we were married. Clara, there will be boys that will want you to be immoral with them. Don't give in to that. Take my word for this. Waiting until you are married is well worth the wait. Clara, there are also wolves out there that want to prey on you. You have to be careful. After David and I got married, there was a wolf that tried to stalk me. Really? In our home area? What did David and you do about that? The car salesman in the area had a son who thought he was God's gift to women and wanted to partner dance with me at a skating party. I told him no. The next day, he came out to the farm to have David work on his car. Since it was a cold day, he thought he could come in the house with me to warm up while David worked outside on the car. David didn't let him do that. At that time, I was learning how to shoot David's pistol. So I brought it out to the shop and made a point to rapidly shoot a small target. My shooting ability, David taught me, scared the man so much, he quickly left and never asked David to work on his car again. In fact, he has never bothered us again either. Anna, was that man Frederick Skinner? Why, yes. How do you know him? Last fall, our girls' basketball team was playing over at Grainville. After the game that we easily won, by the way, we had just gone to the locker room to change our clothes when that man walked into the girls' locker room with us. Fortunately, everyone was still decent. Since Mr. Skinner was a local coach and teacher in that town, he made it sound like he needed to check on us, but we knew different. Do you remember how David taught us to make an oxtail with a wet towel, folding it very tightly so that it can snap and snap and snap? Clara, that is a wicked weapon. A person could hurt someone really bad with that. You sure can. And we sure did. Let me say, that wolf is not going to be leering at girls like he did before. I can just imagine who led the charge on that battle. Clara, I'm so proud of you. It just seemed like the right thing to do at the time. After all, how could that man explain that he got beat up while being in the girls' locker room? Later, I found out that when he taught his high school science class, if a girl was having trouble with her grades, he would offer her a way to improve her grades. There was at least one girl that did that. Clara, there are wolves in the world, even in our local area, so we just want you to be careful. 
One more thing. When you decide to get married, make sure that the young man is a Christian. You want someone who's going to follow Jesus with all their heart. In my case, David helped my brother come to Christ because your papa led him to Christ. When Walter came home from the war, our family eventually started to go to church. Most of my family has come to the Lord, but we're still praying for my mother and little brother Harry. I like Harry. He's a good guy. Since he's been coming back every summer to help on the farm, we've become pretty good friends. Now, just friends, mind you. Although, Anna, I like him a lot. But Harry just doesn't seem so interested in going beyond a simple friendship. He's never held my hand or tried to kiss me. Clara, I've known my brother all my life. He is just as shy around girls as David used to be. David and I have watched you two and noticed how you have a good friendship. You need that kind of friendship before you can have a romantic one. We'll be praying about this, but more importantly, let's be praying for Harry to give his life to Jesus. You've known David's dad, Frank, longer than I have, but those two are the best of friends. I think it's because our daddy died when Harry was very little. Harry looks to Frank as a father. You know, when David and I got married, his parents gave us an ice cream freezer for a wedding present. Well, everyone in the area knows that Frank Benson likes homemade ice cream. Did you know that Harry McIntosh likes homemade ice cream too? He likes to make it every time he comes to visit. He'll be coming back to work this summer when he gets out of school in Chicago. Clara, we're going to pray about Harry, and if Jesus wants you two to get together, he will make a way for that to happen in his plan and time. You know, Anna, I think I will look into some new recipes for ice cream toppings. I think we're going to eat a lot of ice cream this summer. Thank you for joining us for the podcast, The Secret of a Successful Life Series. Clara is now a teenager and has expressed her interests in her friend, Harry McIntosh. While they are good friends and Clara would like the friendship to go further, yet Harry at this point is far from giving his life to Jesus. What will it take for Harry to ever give his life to the Lord? In the next episode, we will notice how an unexpected conversation will have a major influence on Harry. We invite you to listen to the next episode where we will learn about some of the surprising events that take place in their new lives together.